This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c Welcome back, podcast fam. It is Dr. Mona. If you have been following me on my Instagram, you know that I would love to make this a Encanto podcast, but I'm not going to do that for you guys today. Um, today, we are back to podcast episodes, and I'm doing another Finding Joy episode. And this one is a little bit hard because we had a very rough few weeks as parents. Um, we were expecting the holidays to be here, and then Omar. Omicron hit and is racing through our community and we're worried about our kids, especially if you're like me that has a child under five. It has been really heavy for a lot of parents and we have carried a load for so long and I think you're going to feel sad, feel better, feel like someone understands you after you listen to this episode because I'm really just going to lay out what I think is really happening in a podcast form. I think we all know what's happening, but sometimes when you hear it from a friend or hear it from even another mom or maybe a pediatrician like me, it may make you feel a little bit better that you're not alone, that what you're feeling and whether it's anger, grief of the last two years that you feel like you have lost, which I hear so much from the parents in my office, especially the mothers that come in, that you're not going to feel alone in those feelings. So this may be a little bit like therapy um, in that you just get to listen to a friend um, talk about how rough it's been. It's also going to be uplifting because these Finding Joy episodes always have a point of how can we really look at the difficult times and you know navigate through them. And for some, it's going to take a little bit longer. And for others, you may bounce back a little bit quicker from hard times. But the goal is to move through the feelings. The goal is not to ignore them. So that's what these Finding Joy episodes are all about. And I am recording this on a day that I actually probably should have taken rest. But I thought, you know what, this is going to be even better because I had what me and my husband call a throwaway day. So some days in this pandemic are so much worse than any other day in the pandemic that we just started calling them throwaway days. And I welcome you guys to use the term too. So I had to take my son to swim class. And for those of you um, who don't know, my son actually is just recovered from COVID. So he exited isolation yesterday, but we um, tested him. He's ne- he's rapid negative and his symptoms are better. So he's out of isolation, took him to swim class. And on the way there, pouring rain, 
we get to swim class. Um, thankfully, the, the rain stopped right before his swim class. He did his whole half hour swim class, and then the rain started right after. We're in Florida, so it was an outdoor swim class. I get in, I get back in the car. It's pouring rain, so we're soaked walking to the car. He doesn't care because he's already been in the water, so he's already soaking wet. I am dripping wet from head to toe. And then my husband calls me and tells me that the front um, front yard is flooded and the driveway is flooded so that I have to wait a little bit before we come home. So he asked me to go get dinner. Um, I try to go and there's car accidents anywhere. It's chaos. My husband ends up going to get the food. I end up going straight home. We get home. My dog Shiloh pees on the rug, um, on the playmat. So I walk in, I could hear him barking and he never does that. He was anxious probably from the thunder and the lightning. Um, and then I clean that up. As I'm cleaning that up, my toddler son tries to flip over a table because he thinks he's Hercules. He's trying to get my attention. It's chaos. There's toddlers crying. There are dogs peeing on the floor. And then I drop the bottle of cleaner that I was using to clean up my dog's pee and that it falls everywhere. So now I have to clean up that. So I literally texted my husband and I'm like, this day is just a crazy day. And I love that he calls it throwaway days. And we really just tell ourselves that. And, you know, I feel like it's just been a lot of wait for so long. And then Omicron came and it just felt like a slap in the face, especially for those under five who have no option for a vaccine. And, you know, when we look at overall um, outcomes for children under five, I will say there are great outcomes. I think there is a lot of fear and I will post a lot about this on my Instagram feed, but it's always been about risk reduction, correct? It's always been about what can we do to reduce the risk with the understanding that nothing's perfect. And if you've been following me on my social media channels, you know that I've been preaching that from the beginning. And even more so now with Omicron, because everything's open, it really came down to each individual family doing that risk assessment. But why is this so tiring? Like, why have we struggled? And I feel like I post about this and then I get so many shares and likes and comments and people DMing me crying, like with t- like crying emojis, emojis saying, no one has ever said it like this, or I just feel like I was just hurt. And that's why I'm doing this episode, because I just want to say why I feel like this is happening. So before a pandemic, you know, you become a mom or a dad or a caregiver. And I'm going to use moms because I'm a mom too. Okay. So you become a mom and you are, you know, before a pandemic, you have a desire to keep your baby healthy and safe, right? That's something that I think all of us want. You rely on community and support. So you rely on people coming to visit your baby and play with your kids. And as they grow and become infants, they have play dates and they have all these activities without thinking twice about, well, what about COVID? What about social distancing? What about masking? What about risk reduction? You just got to do things. We had freedom to travel, freedom to take our kids to places, museums, events, shows, Disney on ice. I don't care what it is. You had, you never thought about anything that you're thinking about now, right? Financial stability. A lot of families are struggling right now with financial stability. And a lot of mothers are leaving the workforce. Maybe some dads are leaving the workforce because of childcare instability. This pandemic has opened our eyes to everything that's kind of wrong with our basic social systems, especially if you're in the United States. Their childcare is a joke, right? So we have childcare. It's very expensive for your child to be in childcare in America, especially a quality childcare. But besides that, with COVID, things were just getting shut down. So even if you sent them and you're a working mom, you would send them, they'd shut down. Now you have to take off work. You are having to juggle all of these things that you never had to juggle had you not been in a pandemic. 
And I think it's okay to grieve that. You know, I think we, we are by nature, especially women, we have this sort of toxic positivity or I can't complain because then if I complain, then, you know, other people are struggling too. This is not complaining. This is just calling a spade a spade that this has been really hard. The overall theme here is that we have lost stability. And as mothers, especially if you're a new mom and this is your first baby or first child, Stability is really important to everyone, right? And I I talk about financial stability, health, security, all the things that make us feel safe, right? Our homes, you know, things like that. And when you have a pandemic, this is a huge threat to our health and, and again, safety, if you will. So it's really hard, you know, you're trying to weigh all of these things. And I talk about the mental gymnastics, the constant, I you know, I read the news and I'm hearing that this is dangerous at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure we don't get this. I'm going to vaccinate myself. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do everything I need to do, social distance, mask wearing. And then Omicron comes and it's hitting families who have been doing all of those things and more. And then you feel like, wow, I failed. But you didn't fail. You didn't fail because this is a contagious variant. This is something that has been transmitting so quickly before you even have s- symptoms. And it's not your fault. It was never a guilt thing. This was more of a, you are doing the best you have with the information and resources you have. And that is what parenting is all about, right? And when I talk about finding joy as a parent, the message here is you can only control what's in the now. I, I often talk to my husband about um, Ryan's birth, birth trauma. Um, that happened, for those of you who know and have followed this podcast, that happened three months before the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic, when we were in the, the, you know, the, the meat of the pandemic last year in 2020, so not even last year, 2020, two years ago, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, you know, I told my husband, I'm like, I think because of what we went through with Ryan, you know, it really gave us a little more perspective in the pandemic. I mean, we, of course, were terrified of what COVID would be. My husband's an ER doc, and we saw doctors in Italy dying from it. But we also had some understanding as this progressed and as the science came out that we can only control what we can. And I tie it into birth trauma because I did everything right in pregnancy, right? I exercised, I ate right, I did all the things, you know, took my prenatals, did everything. Birth trauma happened. And Ryan had a stroke, had a seizure. It all happened. And I couldn't control any of it. And for someone who's super type A and likes to control everything, I had to learn to let go. And in this pandemic, it doesn't mean you let go of precautions and get negligent, but it's learning to let go of that mentality that I have to control everything. And if I don't control everything, then, you know, my kid will get sick because you can't control everything in your child's health. You can't control everything in their safety things will happen, right? I mean, we talk about children like falling on playgrounds and breaking their arm. That's not your fault. You didn't do anything, right? You, they fell. You, with a contagious virus that you can't see, you can only do what you can control. And it gets really hard right now. And we are drained, right? Like, I mean, I, I'm drained. I think people don't understand that I am, I'm living and breathing this too. I contributed an, um, to an article for Yahoo News about like how, why I'm so, why we're so fatigued as pediatricians. And one thing that I said is that we are living this alongside our patients and we also are, are living and breathing it for our children too. Like we have the same anxieties as everyone else. And we're trying to figure all of this out too, while helping you, while you cry in our office, while you're stressed. And it doesn't mean that We know everything. It doesn't mean that we know what the outcomes are going to be if your child gets COVID. We don't have that crystal ball. And that is really hard as a parent. And that is really hard in a pandemic. 
So we've lost that stability. We've lost that security and we've lost the community. And I think that's why, I mean, I felt very lonely in this pandemic. I have this big following on social media and I love it. And I have amazing friends around the country who call and FaceTime and we do all of that. But I've I've lost that in-person, just meet up with someone, not have to worry about, hey, are you okay with masking? Are you okay with this? Okay, but I'm I my kid has a runny nose. Are you okay with that? Like there's so much of that mental gymnastics on top of everything we do as mothers or fathers or caregivers, whoever's listening to this. So it becomes overload, right? You're you're doing everything we've had to do for generations, but adding on that layer of being a parent in a pandemic. And I think, you know, I I talked to my mom and she's like, she's, I'm trying to help her understand why it's so difficult, you know? And then my mom has a toxic positivity mentality. And I I got that from her. Um, You know, everything's okay. You don't just always be happy. I'm like, no mom, I'm going to be sad some days. I'm going to say that some days are really shitty days. Some days are throwaway days and that is okay. Right? Remember vulnerability is okay. In the Peds doc talk world, I want you to be vulnerable. Are you looking for something different to entertain your kids? Check out a new podcast for children. Mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, is a weekly show full of time travel puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. Math is geared towards kids six and up, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. I love how the episodes are under 20 minutes, which was perfect for our drive to school. And my four-year-old really loved the episode, The Pirate Queen. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and so much more. New episodes drop every Thursday, and I love how engaging, funny, and educational the episodes are. Your kids won't even realize they're learning about math and problem solving. My son even said he wanted to finish the episode on our drive home home from school. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom 
chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with Factor meals because they're ready in two minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious Factor meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So I call this collective trauma. When I say that, I mean, we are all going through the same thing in terms of dealing with the pandemic. But of course, everyone also has their own individual struggles that I don't even know you're going through, right? Maybe you have fertility issues. Maybe you have um, uh, family issues. Maybe you have something that I don't even know what's going on in your life. And now you're parenting a child and then you're also parenting, parenting them in a pandemic. So we don't talk about these things because we all feel like everyone's struggling. And I think this is a very valid thing. You know, we don't want to put our problems on other people when we know that they also have problems. But I really encourage you to find that friend or find that loved one and do protected time where you can vent and they can vent back. But remember something about venting. Venting meaning you're just Um, quote unquote, if you want to use complaining, but you're just telling someone how they feel. You have to ask them if they're ready for that, right? So I now have started to do this more with my husband over the last year. Like if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I ask my husband, hey, I really need to talk to you, but I'm feeling overwhelmed. Are you able mentally to handle this right now? Because if he's feeling overwhelmed and if he's not ready for it, it's not fair to vent to someone who who doesn't have enough space in their cup to listen to what you have to say. So you ask a friend, hey, let's set, a, let's set aside 30 minutes. And it's really hard sometimes to do this as moms. I, I don't know about you, but I, it's really hard for me to get on the phone with one of my mom friends because either time difference, bedtime is different, we're so exhausted, or um, our screaming child is on the phone, you know? One thing, a tip that I have is um, using the audio message function on your WhatsApp or your, um, you know, texting. So you can record audio messages and sending audio messages back and forth. So that way you you hear the voice of someone that you love, but they can respond when they get to it or when they're driving or something, right? It's like you press a button and it just records your, your audio and they can hear it. So it's not texting because sometimes I, I can't text because I'm driving, right? But you can record an audio And this is a way to create that community with your loved ones because I don't want you to lose that. I think so many of us have isolated ourselves. Maybe you've gone to social media, but I don't want you to isolate. Even though we physically can't see each other all the time or you're, you're weighing risk and benefit, you can still create that community. So how do you find joy in a pandemic when you feel like everything's crumbling? And I'm gonna use today, for example. Like today was a throwaway day, like I mentioned, and I was just like, I cried, you know, Um, and maybe you're a crier, maybe you're not. But for me, crying is very helpful. Vulnerability really helps me to move through my emotions. And also being allowed to be vulnerable helps me as well. So, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm emotional and crying, my husband's saying, stop crying. What are you crying about? Doesn't help. But if he's like, look, just have a moment. I'm here if you need it is so helpful because sometimes we don't need anyone to fix our problems. Sometimes you just want someone to know that, hey, I'm just having a really rough time right now and I'm going to get through this. If you need someone to help you with something, you ask your partner. But if you really need help or you're feeling lost, isolated, depressed, anxious, of course, seek out mental health counselors, therapists, things like that, like a professional. But it's really important not to hold it all in. 
And when you start to hold it all in, it'll bubble up, right? You'll start to feel overwhelmed. You'll start to feel like, well, you know, if you've watched Encanto, you'll start to feel like um, the pressure of the world is on your shoulders, like Luisa and surface pressure, right? Like you got to remember that you have to be sustaining that mindset of, okay, I have this outlet. I have someone to speak to. Maybe I don't have someone to speak to. I'm going to write in a diary. I'm going to do things that let my emotions out so that I'm not bottling it up and that I take it out when my kid has a tantrum. I take it out on something that I didn't intend to because I'm just holding it all in. So I am asking you to let it out, whether that means cry in a diary with a loved one where you spend 30, you know, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, or you just say, hey, I, I love you. I miss you. I just want to you know, tell you that right now I'm going through a tough time, but I'm thinking about you. Like, It's okay to be vulnerable. Some other things that I have found to really help is I do a lot of mindfulness practice and mindfulness practice doesn't mean that I'm this the saint that is like never stressed I cry like I told you I was overwhelmed today like I literally was on the ground crying when I was cleaning up the pee and my son Ryan was flipping tables like over and I was like I can't I can't do this but first you want to accept the reality of what's happening in the moment and say this is the moment right this isn't a forever situation and I'm telling you to do that on days that are seeming extremely hard so when Ryan was flipping the table and things were chaotic. My husband calling it a throwaway day was literally the best thing that I ever heard. I was like, yeah, you're right. This is a, this is one of those throwaway days, meaning this is not how our life is going to be always. This is a really hard day in an already tough time. So it feels even heavier, right? So accept the reality for the moment. I want you to also take ownership of your actions and let go of guilt right now. You may be listening to this and your child may have had COVID or may get COVID or may get the flu or may get RSV. These are all viruses that you can't see. And I I, I find it in, in crazy that we have created so much guilt around COVID when we don't carry that same guilt during RSV and flu season. Of course, we don't want our children getting these illnesses. Of course, we don't want them to be hospitalized or get sick. But COVID guilt has been created because of what you have been told the last two years, right? That you do this and you get vaccinated and you wash your hands and, you know, do all this social distancing and mask wearing and upgrade your mask and downgrade your mask and wear three masks. I mean, it's it's so stressful to keep up with the ever-changing recommendations because the science is always changing that when you now get COVID, you feel like, what? I did everything and I still got it. I am a terrible parent. And that's not what this is. COVID is going to happen and you just have to control what you can control. So it's funny because I talked about COVID guilt like about a week before Ryan got COVID and I didn't have the guilt. What I had is I just wanted to hit for him to be safe. And that goes into thinking about the moment and the now, right? Of course, I can think about all the other things that you read about on the news, but it's not going to do any serve any purpose because you need to focus on the now you need to focus on okay he has a virus or has a cold your daughter has you know croup symptoms or a stomach virus symptoms which can all be um symptoms of omicron and you just have to focus on the now right now how am i going to get through the next five to ten days or five to seven days of illness and that is what i want you to focus on when you're dealing with those moments that it that takes a lot of training to focus on the now without thinking about the extraneous so if you're starting to think about the extreme, like what's going to happen. Well, what about this? You're going down a spiral and I really want you to close off media, which means like TV media and really kind of maybe take a break from social media as well because, um, you know, some parenting accounts and even my account may, you know, may give you all this information and it's all information overload when your mind needs to be focusing on the now. So whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, you 
cut yourself off from like social media. Don't cut yourself off from every loved one you have, please. And go into nature, whether that's the snow, like going to play with your kid in the snow. You can do that if your child has COVID, as long as you're outside, right? You're not spreading it if you're in a public, like a, not around anyone else. Go outside to the park. Just get outdoors into nature. Keep your phone away. You know, don't scroll social. Just take a break. Take the mental break so that you can focus on the now. Practice gratitude. This is a hard one because when life is crumbling, it's really hard to find gratitude. Like it's really hard. So I'm not going to say like it's going to be something you'll be able to find every day. Like when I was in the hospital with Ryan, there were days where I was like, F this. I'm, I, I can't find something to be grateful for. So I'm not asking you to be grateful every day. I'm just asking if you're able to. At the, end of a, uh, at the end of a throwaway day, I want you to think about something that was really beautiful or something that was really great about the day. So today after our throwaway day, um, you know, we, we kind of let, we let Ryan watch Thomas the Train while he was eating dinner, which we, we as a family don't usually do screen time with meals. Maybe you do and that's fine. But we, we, were, wa- we were watching TV and then him and our dog Shiloh started playing with each other and they w- started doing tug of war. And I, you know, me and my husband turned to each other and we were just in silence watching Ryan giggle while he plays tug of war with our dog. And it was probably the most beautiful moment after a day of chaos, after a moment where I was crying on the floor, like cleaning up urine um, and then spilling the cleaner. So it, it was just beautiful. And it really is it really is a very great thing to find those moments of gratitude or moments of oh my gosh this is so awesome and sometimes you're going to turn to your child right focusing on something that brightens you up or brings life into you so whether it's a passion project whether it's starting a passion like just say you like to read or let's say you like to do puzzles or for me it's pizza doc talk I know it sounds crazy to want to do all this on my downtime when I do it for a living but I get creativity right so I get to look at my child and look at him play with my dog and look at that amazing moment. But then I also get to help other people and use my education and my expertise to help others. So getting through this is focusing on things that enlighten and brighten you. And even though you may not be able to do the trips and the play dates and all of those other things, finding that spark in your life, right? Finding that thing that makes life worth living and something hopefully that's not just your child or obviously I hope you're living for your child but something that else for you right something that makes you feel happy and give you that light and that is so important as you know to navigate this and just navigate parenting in general and then the other thing is just letting go of expectations as a parent and this is something probably even after this pandemic but I hope this parenting in a pandemic has taught you that you do not need to be perfect you can be a little bit vulnerable that you could be everything that Encanto has told you, the movie. Like, I mean, literally it is therapy for parents right now, but you can just be vulnerable and you can also just say, you know what, today I'm not going to do this. Today I'm going to sit my son at his dinner table, let him eat and watch TV, which is not what we normally do. It's okay to break the rules. It's okay to adjust and evolve as a situation evolves. And you're going to know your survival days. You're going to know when it's time to say, you know what, I need a little bit of a breather. And then I want you to use that and come back, right? I don't want it to be where you just say, okay, it's been five months of no boundaries and nothing, but you know when it's a season of difficulty. And I tell, you know, I tell my husband, you have to have insight to do this, but I'm like, no, today's a day that I just need quiet. I just need this. I'll have a better day tomorrow. And it waxes and wanes. And that is normal in parenting, especially now in a pandemic 
there are a lot of hard days. I, me and my husband sometimes turn to each other and I don't, I'm sure y'all agree that we're sometimes we're like, is this really happening? Like, is this real life? Like, how can it just keep getting worse? Like, it just feels like things are constantly crumbling. Um, if you will, like, you know, day, daycare closes, COVID happens and then this and that and that, but you're not alone, you know, in those feelings, you're never alone in that. But what I don't want you to do is sit there and think that there's no way to get through it. Right. Validation of emotions are important, but it's also important to also say, Hey, how are you going to get through this now? How are we going to move through this so that you can be more present for yourself and for your child and not feel this sort of dread and sadness? Because I don't want that for you all. You know, I want you to feel more empowered after this pandemic. I want you to remember when this is over what you accomplished. You will likely never have to parent in a pandemic ever again. I mean, that's the hope, right? This happens like every hundred or so years and you are doing it. I mean, you're doing the hardest thing I think any parent has ever had to do, which is parenting in a pandemic with all the other parenting responsibilities we do. So let go of those expectations and remember that it is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to say that this is not easy. And you have a safe community on Pete's Doc Talk. And I hope you find these Finding Joy episodes helpful. If you do, make sure you add a review um, to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. And make sure you send me feedback on my social media channel and follow me at Pete's Doc Talk. I love this Finding Joy series. I'll be doing it once a month, maybe, you know, a little less than that, but just really going through some things that I think I would want other mothers to hear, other fathers to hear. Um, but mainly, mom to mom, because I am also a mother. And I've had so many of these conversations in my office. And I felt like, well, I have these conversations in my office all the time. And I, you know, I get to see mother's vulnerability and we're, you know, moms are crying and they're like, I never cry. And I'm like, look, I'm happy you're crying. Sometimes we can all use a good cry and it can lead to breakthroughs. Like I said, vulnerability leads to breakthroughs. And I hope to have you guys back here again next week. We will be having episodes every Wednesday as usual. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, you are doing a fantastic job doing this parenting thing in a pandemic. It's never been done before, and you are absolutely rocking it. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.